some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Today, <laughs> today is Tuesday. It is the 13th day of December, the year 2022. This is Daybreak with the Nesbits and all their friends. They have been friends. Oh, no. Both of them. Hold on. Let's not do that. Let's do this. All right, guys. Amen. I am glad that you are here this morning. So my kids wanted, uh, well, Sarah, actually. I am the kid. She is the kid she that asked for kid. She has no personality old, for more than one. Oh, yes, she does. <laughs> oh, holy night. Let's see if we can do it.
Is that Birdie? Yeah, that's Birdie. Thank you, Brother Charles. Yeah, he's Birdie. That's Birdie. That's probably what they, oh, let's look. Who represent? Mm-hmm. Church without walls. Sweatshirt. With a hood, a hoodie. I need to get me one of those, too. I need to get one made. Ah. We are back, guys. We're back. Good morning. Good to see you, too. I'm glad that you guys are here. Uh, I know we've been gone for a while. And uh, praise the Lord. Well, we are in Revelation chapter 16. We're in Revelation chapter 16. You guys have been following along with us. Now, I wanted to remind you guys, we go live. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube, on Church Without Walls YouTube page, and we're on the Nesbitt's YouTube page, actually. We're broadcasting on the Nesbitt's YouTube page as well. But I, now I, don't leave, I don't leave the videos on the Nesbitt's YouTube page indefinitely. So just wanted you to know that. But... If you missed any of these, you know, you can go to podcast. I wanted to show, I want to pull this up, show you. So this is what you would look for. Let me see if you can see it. Daybreak, if you have a podcast on your phone, we do make these a podcast so you can keep up with them on your phone. They'll automatically download. And now that podcast would just be listening to the Bible study, of course. But whatever you podcast on, it doesn't cost anything. Uh, it's free to download our podcast, and then they'll update all the time in case you miss one. And what's easier with podcast is when you don't have uh, data or you're out in the car, you can listen, and you don't have to have a lot of data to make it pull in because it's not a video. Okay, so with that being said, let's dive in. We'll pick right back up where we left off. We left off talking about the sixth bowl. We're in the bowls of wrath that are poured out at the very end. Uh, the wrath of the Lord that is being poured out on the Antichrist kingdom uh, as the final judgments are coming in of God's wrath. Now, we talked about the sixth bowl quite a bit the last time we were here because the sixth bowl, when he pours out his bowl, the Euphrates River dries up. I shared with you that Euphrates has had dams built on it now since the 90s. And there's, I believe there's three dams that's been built on the river Euphrates. But it seems in my way of thinking that the pouring out of this bowl, this is just the way I think, it seems to be a supernatural drying up that takes place here at the end of time. And here's the deal. The river Euphrates in the times of the Bible, remember, First context, what I call first context, what does that mean? John's first audience that he's writing it to is the seven churches which are in Asia. That's what this letter, that is the people, that is the saints that this letter is going to. They are being persecuted during this time. This is under the reign of Domitian, which is, uh, you know, emperor of Rome at the time. He's persecuting the church. They've, been, they've suffered a lot. You know, they suffered persecution under Nero in the 60s, and now they're suffering again. So, did I say something wrong? No, no, no. No, I thought it was a different 60s. Go ahead. Oh, different 60s. No, not those 60s. <laughs> 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 
So anyway, where was I? Right. So they're under Domitian. Rome's heavy hand is persecuting the church. John himself is being persecuted. He's on the Isle of Patmos. He receives this vision. I know you know this, but we've got to reset ourselves and get the first context. Now, when they pour, when he talks about the pouring out of this bowl on the river Euphrates, many rivers dry up at different seasons, and they dried up at different times. The river Euphrates was never one that dried up. It always had water in it. And so it was a big, big deal to think of the river Euphrates drying up. Now, another reason that we spend a lot of time on this is because you can find all kinds of YouTube videos right now where the river Euphrates is drying up. It has dried up very much. It has dried up very much right now. Now, some see this as a fulfillment of prophecy. And I said, I'm not saying it is not a fulfillment of prophecy, but for me to say that it is the sixth seal, I have to say the first five have already taken place. And that's what we left off discussing. And I cannot see the first five has taken place, but I do see that it could be a sign from our Lord that we are living in a season and quickly approaching a season to where, you know, it's like prophecies can be fulfilled like this. I mean, like snapping your fingers. Amen? Mm -hmm. I mean, they can move quickly. And so we can definitely look at it as a sign that we're moving into a time that, that Christians need to keep their eyes open. Number two, when we talk about water drying up, it says that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. I want you you think about different times that water was used as a symbolism of parting and an entry. You know, the first time we read, what is the Red Sea, right? God, through Moses, divides the sea, and the Israelites escape. They are protected. Later on, we see the parting of the Jordan River to where the armies come in straight against Jericho. And in a similar fashion, the river dries up that the kings of the east may be able to come in to war down to what the apple of God's eye. But the, the thing is, is God's bringing them there for judgment. These armies are being brought to Jerusalem for judgment. And that is the point of this text, which brings us to verse 13. So we're starting with Revelation 16, verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. Let's talk about this just a second. So frogs, in the days that this is written, frogs were very, they, they were seen as vile, unclean creatures, right? By most of the people. They, they're just, they were nasty. They were thought of as nasty, right? So John says, now notice, he said, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. So he's saying it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like in this vision, I, I, the Lord let me see behind the scenes, if you will. Now, I, I titled this, the unholy trinity we've said that a time or two 
And we don't want to be very dogmatic about that, but it's as if there's this unholy trinity of Satan, the beast, and the false prophet. Now, this is the text where it really gets it. They're, they really get their name. Because they came out of the mouth of the dragon. The dragon is Satan. We learned that already back in chapter 12. Okay? He tells you that, that dragon, that is Satan, the devil, the serpent. He's connecting all of this. Goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 2, right? All the way back there. So, he says, out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, the beast is what we're calling the Antichrist, the Antichrist. There are many Antichrists, but this is the end time man of sin, the sock puppet of Satan himself. Okay? Just like, if you could say, just like Jesus, our Lord, would say if you've, to Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, in the same kind of way, if you've seen the beast, you've seen the dragon, right? He is the he is the exact imprint of the nature of the enemy, Lucifer, the fallen angel, the dragon, that old serpent, okay? And then the false prophet. Now, here we get a name, false prophet. And this is powerful. We need to really remember this. So back when we were... Going through chapter 12 and then chapter 13, we saw the beast that was like a lamb that had two horns, and we said that's the false prophet. The reason is he's part of that unholy free. You see, the enemy wants to mimic God, but he'll never be like God. In the book of Isaiah, it tells us a prophecy that old Lucifer, he wants to be like the Most High, but he's not like the Most High. He will never be like the Most High. But this is a time when God gives him reign. He gives him some dominion. He gives him some power. And he allows it to happen for a reason. And we have read that several times. But the reason is, is that, they, that all the world will make their final decisions on who they love and who they'll serve. Will you repent? Will they repent? Will they not? Get this into your grandchildren. Preach this. Teach this. Read this book to your children. Read it to your grandchildren. Read it to your great-grandchildren. Don't be afraid of the images. You like people are people are like these days, everybody, not everybody, the world has caused many of much of the church to not even read the Bible to their children anymore. Read the Bible to your children and your grandchildren. They need to know how to stand. So there's a dragon, there's a beast, there's a false prophet. Now, it says that these spirits, unclean spirits like frogs, came out of their mouth. Now, I think that's significant, don't you, Brother Charles? Yes, sir. Out of their mouth would speak of false prophecy. It would speak of propaganda. It would speak of a deceiving, deception that is spreading all over the earth. Now, I want to say something. I was thinking about this this morning as I was looking at these scriptures. We are living in a very deceiving time right now. I mean, deception, it's crazy. 
what people are believing and what, I mean, it's like the truth is becoming so obscure, right? And I know most of you guys that tune in to Daybreak every day, you believe the Bible, you believe the truth already. And I thank God for that. But think about the people around you that have bought into the, the culture, the way of thinking of the world today, the deceptive, false lies that are spreading, that people, people are believing things that are not true. They're believe, believing a lie, even now. Now, think about how much worse it's going to be. I mean, if there's, a, if there's ever a time, okay, let me say it another way. Just like the Bible says, the Scripture says, I think it's Hebrews 10, 23. He says, do not forsake assembling yourself together, and even more as you see the day coming. That is, the more you see deception, the more you see problems, the more you see persecution, the more you see lies, the more you need to be sure to gather together with God's people. And be strengthened because that deception is powerful and it's leading many astray. Many churches, many people in churches are being led astray. The Lord showed me a vision. He showed me a vision, and he like like John seen unclean spirits come out of the mouth of these three. The Lord showed me a vision that Satan has his puppets in many of the church houses today. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying the reality is they are false teachers. They are false pastors. They are false preachers. And they're leading people astray. And they're using the name Jesus and saying the name Jesus, but it is not the Jesus of your scriptures. And it's not the Jesus that you heard preached growing up. So you need to be very, very careful. So verse 4 14, excuse me, 14, look, for they are spirits. What are they doing? They're going out of the mouth. What are they doing? They are spirits of demons. Demons. Some people don't even believe there's any problem with demons anymore. They're spirits of demons. What are these spirits of demons doing? Performing signs. What's it going to be like when somebody in your community performs a sign, a wonder, a miracle? But they're preaching a different Jesus than the Bible. They're saying don't believe in the God of the Bible. What are you going to do? Amen? You see, it's one thing for people to be saying these things. There's a, it, there's, it's quite different when, per, when signs are being performed. When fire is being called down out of heaven, when all these miracles are taking place, but there's a false agenda coming out of the mouth because it's a demonic agenda. Then what are they doing? Which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world. Now, I've told you, the brunt of this is the Middle East. We're talking about Israel. We're talking about Jerusalem. We're talking about the nations surrounding Jerusalem. We're talking about Egypt. We're talking about Saudi Arabia. We're talking about Turkey. We're talking about Syria. We're talking about Iran. We're talking about Afghanistan. We're talking about, that's the brunt of this. But the tentacles 
of the Antichrist kingdom have spread over the earth. And these false spirits, these unclean demonic principalities are allowed to bring deception all over the world, to the whole world, to gather them together, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. That's the great day we read about over and over in the Bible, the great day. The great war is coming. This is where you get this. Let's go ahead and read 15 and 16 because time is running out. Now, here's an interjection from the Lord. He's receiving this vision from God, and here's an interjection from Jesus. I love this. Jesus goes, Behold, I'm coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. In Jewish culture, to be naked was disgusting and perverted. It was a shame. It was a shame. It was a shame for a man to even show his thigh. That was shameful, right? And the point is, Jesus is saying, don't be asleep. Church, do not go to sleep. Be watchful. And actually, the church is commanded from the time that Jesus was here and left until he returns. The church is commanded during this entire period of time. Occupy till I come. Be watchful. Be alert. Don't go to sleep. Be on the job. Get the job done. Find the lost. Get the truth to them. Find my lost sheep. Find my lost sheep. Seek and save the lost. That's the job. Verse 16, And they gathered them together to a place in Hebrew called Armageddon. Har-Megiddo. Armageddon. Now, most of you know there is a war that was called the Great War. World War One was called the War to End All Wars. But the people that said that probably weren't very studied on the war that's actually the war to end all war. The war to end all war, war is the, the one we call Armageddon. Armageddon, and in, even if you want to take it and symbolize it, it becomes the symbol of the, the final war, the final battle, where God has had it, and where all the nations have turned against Israel, they turned against Jerusalem, they're, all, they're coming down to absolutely obliterate Israel. And in a moment, when nobody's expecting him and the world is not expecting him to return, and when Israel is at their weakest point, the Lord, Yeshua, will return and he will fight and he will get victory. And then all the world's going to know, guess what? God brought you there to destroy you there, to destroy you there. That'll be the war to end all wars. Well, praise the Lord. God is so good. And this is a season where so many people remember the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ the birth of the king, the birth of the king of the universe. He is over everything. He's in control. Amen? Amen. King of kings. He's the one I bow to. He's the one I serve. Lenny, you got anything you want to say before we 
have our prayer. All right. Thanks for being here, guys. I love you. Keep us in your prayer. We'll be praying for you. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in the Bible study. Uh, and uh, let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Are you ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Bye. Love you, saints. Be blessed today. I'll see you, Lord willing, in the morning.